Did you just ever hear that? Did you ever hear the meat uh, man? Aye, aye, aye. Meat guy, uh, same guy sold meat and DVDs. <laughs> oh no, he sold, he sold some baked goods as well. What the fuck? Aye, man. Coming like a multi-tiered tray hanging. No, no, he had it in his car. He'd come in. He'd ask what you want. He'd go in his car and come back in. <laughs> I think he was like I think he just went around the market bought everything at the end of the night and was like so that includes Fast and Furious 6 uh, obviously on DVD-R some rum balls <laughs> man's having a McMillan coffee morning for you <laughs> Twenty twenty two, and this is video namaste. It's not twenty twenty two, yeah. It's twenty twenty three, <laughs> and this is uh, <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> Rolling back the years, <laughs> rolling back one year. <laughs> uh, yeah, as Danny says, it's twenty twenty three, and this is video namaste. Yeah, <laughs> video namaste. In 2028, 3D. <laughs> Video Namaste 3D. 2023D. Welcome back. Uh, this is part two, so you've got a part one to listen to. If you haven't, go back and listen to that. But we are talking on the subject of love. 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 L U R V E. L U R V E. Um um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory, really. We don't have to explain that concept. No, we've just take we take we took the subject of love, and we've all chosen a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, last mm-hmm. time I chose a lifeless ordinary. We discussed that, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and uh, today is Finley's choice. Oh, classy! Don't <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, any wolf whistles here, man. <laughs> I was going to laugh too, because like I think when we started it, video honesty, I was like. There'll be no fucking criterion collection pushing this, I tell you. <laughs> Catch you. Right. Black and white for these films, eh? Bye. Ah, the day my choice is Brief Encounter from 1945. Okay, sit up straight because now it's time to talk about a proper film. A good film. I know it's a video namaste first, but try to behave yourselves. From Willy Bogner, it's 1990s Fire, Ice and Dynamite. Sorry, no, it's Noel Coward's Brief Encounter. <laughs> what am I on about? Me, me, me! New music will blow your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on tight, kids. <laughs> that train's coming. Hi, <laughs> right, by David Lean. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, classy uh, British director, Mad Womanizer Tay, but I mean, oh, although I suppose you could ma- maybe Quite talk about love. A- Aye, mm, the oh, well, womanizing is not about love though. Womanizing is pure destruction, fit, which know. I suppose love is destructive. Mm. <laughs> love is a battlefield. <laughs> I can't hold on. I need a medic. <laughs> Speaking of lean, eighty-three minutes. Aye. Uh, uh, now we're talking. Yeah, you see, see, see when you see that fire up there, you're like, yes, under ninety. <laughs> I know, God. like I don't, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like there's even a reference during the film, during Brief Encounter, of her going to the cinema and coming back and slant, slating a film because it was three hours long, and then, <laughs> and then a few years later, fucking Lawrence Arabia, no. <laughs> Doctor Zhivago, aye, is that, aye, no, but yes, and the three and four hour ter- <laughs> turf. So I, I, I was saying to Finlay before we started, I was convinced I'd seen Brief Encounter. But I was thinking, but but it was only because there was a connection with trains in my head, so I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I genuinely was thinking of the 39 steps. <laughs> well, it popped up in Britbox as well, no doubt. It did? No. Uh, what, Brief what, Encounter or Yeah, that's what, no, um, I watched Brief Encounter in Britbox. Britbox, eh? <laughs> oh, Carlton Classic, they've got all the Carlton the tail stuff. That, <laughs> <laughs> It's like having a really good Rich dinner, box. but it smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Craft cheesy pasta. Hey, <laughs> that, that's what I'm hey. saying. Really good dinner, but it smells like shit. <laughs> you just don't get too close to it. You just will fit in. <laughs> just hold your nose. Listen. After we're done, we'll get a, we'll get a wee pizza in and watch 
shooting Brox. fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of something that would be on there, but that, yeah. Poundland and DVD. Is, uh, is shooting fish. That's a that's a one you can buy extra off in Nisa. Shooting mm. fish. Aye. I, 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 Late <laughs> night shopping day. <laughs> I just picked up a, a copy of fucking Preaching to the Perverted. <laughs> Got a copy of East is East. <laughs> Which, by the way, your man for Lifeless Ordinary shot. Uh, the guy that shot Lifeless Ordinary. I can't remember his name now. Tufano? To, to Something Tufano? Anyway, we'll talk about Lifeless Ordinary. That's, that's done. That's shit can. Done. <laughs> it's over. Get over it. If you're here for more Lifeless Ordinary chat, fucking run. Me. <laughs> just skip. Do one. <laughs> Send us a Take bomb a in the mail. Take a fuck to a rolling donut. Aye. Send us a bomb via Twitter. <laughs> right. Aye. Brief Encounter. Brief Encounter. So aye. Uh, Brief Encounters a film from 1945 about uh, two people who essentially have like a meat cute mm. at a train station. Wait, a what? A meat cute. A meat cute. Meat cute. Yeah. What, what is was that? Boys, we're talking about love. Talking about love. They're talking about meat cutes in Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) A meat cutes when you first meet something, you have that kind of you like that Uh, wee spark, that wee that wee bit of chemistry. You know what I mean? I don't. I've not seen Seinfeld. Aye, well, I thought meat cute. I've looked getting about that. We're thinking we've got a butcher's. (laughs) (laughs) Not for a second there, we've been converted. Meat so cute? No, cured meat. Oh. (laughs) So either way, can I get your number? (laughs) Aye, so. They have a meet cute at this at the train station. They kind of meet each other a few times, but then it kind of turns into them having a routine of meeting each other every Thursday and almost having an affair. Mm. But it's a bit more complicated because the two of them are already married, and it's all about their kind of doomed romance and how intense it is and their chemistry with each other. Mm. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's really like. I don't know, man. It's just one of the kind of enduring films where you're like 1945 or beyond. You're like, this is just still so fresh and it's so potent as oh, well. Like, really potent. Like their chem- their own stream chemistry is probably some of the best AO time. I would say. Mm. Which yeah. is which is interesting because when you watch pretty much any film for that era, mm-hmm. there's a certain kind of detachment I get from it in terms of an emotional connection to characters because mm. everything's so heightened and darling and love you and darling yeah. and darling yeah, and yeah. darling Aye. and there's nothing seems real. There's nothing. I think yeah. seems organic. Aye. You know. I know what you mean. I I think that's what makes it really like. um, There's little sort of. It's just the way that it articulates the film articulates Mm -hmm. sensations and emotions and Mm -hmm. specific sort of feelings. It's like it does it so well, and that's when it makes that connection with you. It's like oof. Well, because it's um, no 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 cowards no cowards stage play for um, still life. So the stage play is actually just based all completely on the railway station tavern. Right. Okay. And then the bit that the film fleshes out apart from a few wee changes is in the play they mention going to the pictures or they mention going to the shops or somebody's mm. flat whereas the film actually takes you out the rail station and shows you that mm. so yeah. it just fleshes that out like that but it still feels like a stage play just uh, because of how inten- intensely written it is and, and so, do you know it's the first time I watched it in again a really really long time um, actually that long that I forgot I had the DVD oh, <laughs> nice. do you know what I mean I had to check I was like I'm sure I got it and uh, so it's in like a DVD wallet, and it's one of these DVDs that you got free with, the, like you had to buy the Daily Mail. Oh yeah, yeah nice. Right. So, um, so I, I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I watching it, I rewatching it, I misremembered a lot of it. I had in my head a memory of it being set entirely in the train station. Mm-hmm. How potent those scenes are, as Aye. you say, like in the actual station itself. That's mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, in my head, I had it as them maybe I'd read the play in between or something but I don't think I had because I'd read some No Coward but not that and um, I I'd maybe uh, like I'd remembered them as talking about going to the station and mm-hmm. uh, going to the cinema and going out and meeting uh, and you know it's in like the uh, the thoughts of her at home mm-hmm. things like that Aye. although like I, I I'd remembered them as conversations Aye. and so seeing them it felt like I was watching something else I was for a second I actually went back to IMDb to make sure that I hadn't been watching like a different updated version a remake or something like that yeah. I, I, well I something something along those lines so like you know like any production I don't know but um, it was it, I was 
really struck by how uh, connected I was to it, and a big oh, part of that's no cowards writing, mm. but also like David, like fucking <laughs> any scene like could be just set up over the shoulder, whatever, mm-hmm. so, like you know. But the camera's always telling a story, like from the start. Like even just like feeling almost um, like peeping Tomish, you know, mm. like hiding behind uh, the um, tea bar at, mm. at, at the cafe and things <clears> like <throat> that, and like you know everything's just a little forbidden. Well, yeah, I was um, going to say like right at right at the start, the way the film starts, it's like you can see that there's like there's a there's a quiet and there's also like a, a kind of hurt to it, mm-hmm. and like without knowing anything about the film, it kind of creates this weird mystery of why Aye. you're meeting these characters for the first time and mm-hmm. there's like there's oh, a clear it looks guys. it looks like how the feeling of an air after a breakup is like that kind of stations are when you're in a station you don't Aye. know everybody's story but Aye. everybody is in a different state Aye. like mm-hmm. you know they're in that state of complete disrepair or like you know they're elated mm-hmm. or they're just on their way to work mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on in their life but sometimes if I'm sitting at a cafe I do get that thing where I'm like wonder what's going on man. I think was, what's his story I think what's interesting about that opening is um, I mean showing you the end of the story <laughs> at <laughs> the start um, <clears throat> really helps to sort of build that kind of is dread the word I want to use but you know huh? what I mean it builds it up that dread towards mm-hmm. you know inevitably where it's mm-hmm. going to end up mm-hmm. And um, but I think um that really kind of sets the tone as well for like, it's kind of saying to you, this is not a traditional love story mm-hmm. in the sense of like man meets woman situations happen in the end they get together. Aye. Like it's very much a, that's not what we're doing and here. It's, it's doomed for the start. Yeah. It's doomed, like, and <clears throat> even when she, when that kind of gossiping woman comes in and starts talking to her. Oh God, you and feel then, it. And you're like, yeah. and she just does not stop talking. And Ooh. like uh, Celia, I can't remember the actress's last name. Celia, the way she, that she's looking off, and just you can just tell you're like, she's totally disconnected for this. And when mm-hmm. she's on the train, her internal dialogue, the first thing she says is like, "I wish I could trust you." And then she's yeah. like, and then she's like, "I wish you were dead." She's like, "No, that's no right of me to say that." So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. our emotions are everywhere, and she's just so fatal that you're still like, "What the fuck happened?" Mm-hmm. that she's feeling like this sort of thing you know right. it's funny that, that sort of character as well the gossipy is like the most dangerous person to meet in that situation aye. as well aye totally um, kind of brings a sense of jeopardy like the, what they're doing is not is there's something suspicious and the person that you really don't want to get involved in that is mm-hmm. as you say like somebody's gossipy and I can make just absolutely compound the um, the problem mm-hmm. but, you know. and like she's not getting to process like feelings as well and the mm. audience feel that because yeah, you're like because yeah. they're internal dialogue but you, you can tell the way she's looking and like out the window and everything you're like she's something's happened and mm. I don't know you're like I really just feel for her for some reason and it's two minutes into this fucking film yeah you know what I mean yeah so yeah and then so I and then obviously when she's once it kind of relays her story with meeting Alec so mm. Laura meeting Alec that kind of chunk of the story when she's essentially retelling it to her husband in her own head mm-hmm. fuck me man mm-hmm. you're like that's it's so it's so well it's so well it's crafted re- yeah you know what I mean? it's so well observed I think that's what got me about it as well it's like because it's sort of them, the situation obviously the situation it's going through is mm-hmm. incredibly lonely yeah because it's a a bit of an explosive secret so there's literally nobody, and there's nobody in her life that she can tell it to. So it's uh-huh. all about her uh-huh. kind of decompressing from uh-huh. it and She's trying to compartmentalise it. And the only way, way she can do that is essentially by telling the full truth and the full story to her husband, but she's not saying it out loud. Mm. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. kind of recanting it for herself, but also it's almost to alleviate her own guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't know just... if I was maybe misreading it, but the whole thing seemed to me to be like a suicide note up to the point where so I don't want to jump ahead but no, you know not bad you know when you know she runs uh, out the station mm-hmm. and like we're back to the start oh, aye, it's, and it's that's, that's like. something else if you don't but to to me that's when like it kind of draws to a conclusion mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. narratively where she uh, her internal dialogue being when that draws to a conclusion when she runs out um and obviously she, at, at the start of the film mm-hmm. we just see that she's we don't even see that she's gone. Mm-hmm. We see that she comes back. Yeah. And, uh, well, that, that's, that's interesting because in my head, is. I'm like, 
she goes out to meet him for one last. Yeah, I totally. Just, yeah. Farewell, aye, but no, aye. it turns out she was running out. She didn't want to feel anything anymore. Aye, yeah, that's yeah. what she, aye, that's she, what she like, says. Aye. she's like, I didn't want any. Train. She's like, I didn't want any feelings. She's like, uh-huh. that's, that's, and and she was running just, like almost on autopilot. It aye. wasn't her that brought her out there. The moment it was the the sound of the the train and the steam oh. and the the pressure and Aye. the noise and the, the way Not the camera the way the like camera that. moves yeah. toward and then, yeah and then great. like goes back off the dutch yeah. angle just back but to even, stability when she comes to like even what kicks it off when she goes when so when she goes back home like what kicks it off is the sound of a train in the background mm-hmm. and that's off she just kind of starts kind of wailing and stuff and then she calms down and then she starts telling the story and then at this time in this flashback this is when we get to meet Alec who is pretty charming for the get-go I mean they say that in the film like he is pretty handsome but there is something about their chemistry where you feel it mm-hmm. like it's not like the, the film doesn't need to do much obviously mm-hmm. it's amazingly made but because of these two actors and these two characters you feel it straight away without mm-hmm. even being prompted or mm-hmm. anything like that like Aye. and they don't even for their first meeting that's not straight away they meet each other again like outside a like a vegetable show or like a supermarket or something I oh, think yeah. oh, and then they meet and then they go for lunch and then she goes to the pictures with him so it's like uh, it kind of yeah. starts for there but for the first second where it gets a wee bit of grit out her eye and there's a kind of way that she looks at him you're just like fuck me you're is, that, is, is that like I'm, um, I'm lost in it already man you know do you know what it really na- it, it navigates its way through that um, like traditional male female romance dynamic mm-hmm. of I'll sweep you off your feet darling mm-hmm. and that he has to kind of take control of the situation and like you know he's a doctor and he mm-hmm. takes that bit of grit out of her eye and like mm-hmm. and she has that they have that physical connection but it's never to like an imposing like I'm the man I'll buy us a drink kind of deal you know especially for that era it's pre-war because this was written before the war oh, and then it was, course, yeah. it was made into a film just as the war was ending, like they they celebrated um, uh, Germany's uh, surrender during the shoot of the film. Oh right! They stopped for a day of shooting. Jesus. And just like yeah, they all had a bev. Well, I, I I mean I think there was a cut. There was a good handful of moments that I was I think um, as I was saying earlier, like I was just amazed at how well it got something. Aye. So like there's that, there's that yeah. Aye. Well. <clears throat> I mean, I've always loved films in that period because when they're fighting against like censorship, everything has to be explained and done in a way that's mm-hmm. which is great. The floor at all time. Aye, but the um, the moment I think there's a moment where she realizes how she feels about him, mm-hmm. and it's when he's talking about his work. Yep, uh, absolutely. And it's like it's that moment of like real attraction of mm-hmm. like when you, if you see someone doing something that they're mm-hmm. good at, mm-hmm. and you're like, God, I fancy you. That was a very like, yeah. real moment. That's yeah. when he's talking about his work, and she says, "You suddenly, you suddenly look young, like a little mm. boy." And he's like, "Why did you say oh, yeah. that?" And she's like, "I don't know." Yeah. And you're like, "Fuck that!" You're like, yes. "That's boss man." A couple of bits <laughs> like as well. Like I love the the, the moment about. Um, when they're laughing at the band, and then the next week when he's not there, and she's like, Shit, that this was hilarious last week. And aye, aye. nothing. She's like the cellist. Like, the cellist was once funny, but now she's like, there's something quite sad about her sort of thing, and it's yeah. because he's not there to elevate aye. that experience for her. And that, yeah, yeah. Aye, it's totally, it is totally like there's and there's something like about the two of them where it's like an addiction to each other as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're addicted to the fantasy of each other, and it is a fantasy kind of that they live in. But it's so incredibly powerfully real for the two of them that I don't know, man. It just I again back to like the kind of real the the realistic um, element of the film um, is kind of what really really sells it. Not mm-hmm. just because it's from that era. Just even now, if there were a film released where say Brief Encounter came out now and mm-hmm. had not been a play or whatever mm-hmm. back in the thirties and it was just realised now mm-hmm. if it would be it's a tough lane to walk you know like making something like that interesting because frankly most of the time if I'm watching a film I, it takes a lot more than just two people's relationship to keep yeah. me engaged you know because I, like, I mean that's I, I watch films more for escapism mm-hmm. in a sense like I, I'm not really a, not really here for the realism mm-hmm. you know but the David Lane does what he does so well, and the way that it's cut, and the even like 
I, I was thinking back to other films of that time and like I looked at the um, most successful films of like within that 10 year window mm-hmm. between 35 and <coughs> 45 mm-hmm. and like uh, sorry um, with 45 in the, in the middle mm-hmm. and like no other film from that time period was as um, say progressive in that sense mm-hmm. and that it was uh, and how it was cut and how nothing was really sensationalised it was just documented and everything was so probably down to the, the runtime as well the, the the conciseness with the with the use of um, editing for instance yeah. was just oh, stunning it was obviously like it's it's saying things about sort of marriage and mm-hmm. the way relationships were at that point because obviously like leaving their respective partners was never going to be Ah, it was never going to be socially no. as acceptable as, no. as you know what I mean. So it's as a aye. dangerous feeling for them aye, to aye. be inside. Mm. Oh, totally. I like you know what I mean, and they know that the jeopardy's rich, and there I get that. And it's, it's kind of it's it's interesting. Like I think why this is probably the best selection on the subject of love, Finley. It's like, um, like love is such a well trodden subject, mm. but the difference between a good love story and a generic one mm. is like one that taps into your like the familiarity of it. Oh like, yeah, your experiences. Yeah. Oh aye, aye. aye. And they they carry it so well because there's like there's things that I could probably see myself in there mm. that maybe you or Danny wouldn't see, but there's something that you would see yourselves in there mm. that I wouldn't feel. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. it, it feels so broad to just people's experience of connection with other people and mm-hmm. maybe that kind of like that high and that instancy and the intensity. There's all there's something there. I, I know it sounds stupid to be like there's something there for everybody, <laughs> but there is there's no, gen, but, there's generally like a, aye, a familiarity there is a, like across the across the, the runtime of the film. Like you can relate more to the flourishing love. Mm-hmm. You can relate a wee bit to the we definitely shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. feeling, mm-hmm. and then you can relate to the tragedy mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but ultimately, as like as we've said, it's doomed from the start. Mm. And, like the line that really caught me the deepest, really fucking like. I had to pause it and go and get a glass of milk. Oh, mate. <laughs> I watch. I burst out of tears every time like, I watch the thing. The yeah. line, like, I can't mean specifically, like, no verbatim, but like something along the lines of, you know, I was a happily married woman, happily <laughs> married woman. Um, I have a family, a husband, um, and until now. And mm. then the, the moment the grass was greener, mm. everything just felt to shit. Mm. And it and like, so that suggests to me that. That might not come back. Mm-hmm. She was she was mm-hmm. a happy woman. She's mm-hmm. using past tense. Then she noticed the grass is greener. Now she's going to have to live her entire life yeah. in a situation where the grass is not greener, and she's just going to have to settle. Mm-hmm. Like, which the one, is pretty the, fucking the crap. one the one that I've got written down that's kind of like that. I think it's for that same bit as uh, she says that week was misery. I went through it in a sort of trance. How odd of you not to notice that you were living with a stranger in the house. That's yeah. what that's what she said yeah. in her monologue to when she's talking to her husband. Yeah. You're like Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> I was um, right. Correct me if this or if this sounds absolutely daft, but I think mm-hmm. one of the things that struck me halfway through the film was thinking about it being a Noel Coward play, mm-hmm. and obviously it would never be that up front. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if like the whole sort of forbidden love story mm-hmm. comes from another place, right? Okay, like because obviously Noel Coward was gay. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. right. And especially because David Lean married like six times. Aye. There's and a lot about love. And he's, well, <laughs> like, and, and a lot of his films are kind of about like, like characters or like situations where love or romance is part of like some sort of the centre of like some sort of overarching like social like or political climate as well. Aye. So like obviously in this it's like then the end of the war basically and then you've got things like Dr. Zhivago living mm. century Russia and Lawrence Arabia and stuff like that so it's like his characters are always I think they they use love or obsession as some sort of like way to achieve their final form or their final self mm-hmm. so I mean it makes sense that David Lean would see this and go I want to fucking do that mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's their, their themes are completely completely like get him gone you know but I, him. Like, I think that I know what you're saying and, but I think the fact that this was written before the war oh aye you aye. know and like I, I think this was more a hopeful film at the time you know um, 
obviously, like I get that it's, I, I fully experienced the, the grimness here, <laughs> you know, as welcome as it was, but you know, I think there are a, a lot of elements of superficial optimism in there, mm-hmm. and I think that was maybe what the world needed in 1945. Oh, I, oh. Ah, except then. Um, and David, the way that uh, David Lean kind of pushes the... I, I'd say that he, he pushes the the more forbidden side of the story a little bit more. Um, but ultimately, it's... I don't know where I'm going with this. Probably just cut this out. <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> No, I get you though. I mean, yeah. it's it is, it is the the love that they experience in it because they do love each other is like as rapturous. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, as 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 massive. You know, what I mean, they're, they're like I've just wrote down here that are drift on possibility because mm. I think they know themselves that it's possibly not going to come to anything. But see that brief period of them lying to themselves, probably the happiest. It looks. It seems uh, to yeah. them like the happiest that yeah. they've been. So. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're, you're allowed there's to, a combo, you're there's, allowed a, to yeah, there's a constant avoidance of the inevitability, I suppose. And especially when when he confronts her about it in the mm. first instance, about mm. them being in love. Mm. She's constantly like, nope, nope, Aye. don't want to talk about it. See, I yeah. agree at that bit. Just uh, about in the boathouse where she's yeah. like drying him off and that. And he's like, oh, I love you. And she's like, no, we can't. We shouldn't. And all that sort of mm. stuff. I agree at that because she's like desperate to admit it to herself and say it out loud. But she she can't. The and she doesn't she want does, to. It's over. Aye. She's like, no, she's, she's, like she's like, I just want it to be like this forever because saying mm-hmm. it out loud would get life and that would be the worst, the worst thing for the two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's mm-hmm. funny, like we talk about the the the, the oh god, it's so, it's so funny coming back talking about love on our <laughs> subject. Um, obviously, the kind of tragic element of it, but mm-hmm. you watch it to feel. You watch it to feel it. And you're not watching it to feel the tragic element. Obviously, the mm-hmm. tragic element is hard, mm-hmm. um, but it makes the story itself so potent. Like we keep oh. using the word potent, but that's it's, what it is. It's, it's like it's so strongly. Um, what do you suppose that is? I don't know. Like why? That's, why that's why the magic those, of film? Why are those sorts of stories like like a traditional? Like you said, the traditional love story is one thing, but the story of because right. Because romance is pain. Danger. Romance and love yeah. is eventually pain. Like whether it be a romance that you have that is carried out to the to like the end of your life, there's mm. still a life at the end of it that's going to end for one of you. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's fatality either way. Like whether it be emotional or physical. Like mm. it's. I mean, it's Shakespearean stuff. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But or like, but mm. it's 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 always ending in tragedy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's just where in there's, the timeline it's at the very like, in the most optimistic. Like take on that mm. would be that it, there's always like a melancholy, there's always a melancholy to love, no matter <laughs> what angle you come in from or, or come out of it. From. There's yeah. an element of melancholy, bittersweetness, much like throughout the, all mm. this film. Mm. It's there's a touch of bittersweetness, like you never get to really just no, at no point during the film, as much as I wanted to and I really did want to, mm. could ever just let go of that like niggling that shouldn't be happening from <laughs> yeah, 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 back yeah. in my heart you know yeah. like I knew that it was that it shouldn't this shouldn't be going on and like back to why it's so important uh. <laughs> I think I think a big part of it is it's like nothing nothing can relate you can relate to love no matter if you've experienced it with a lover um, like if you haven't you've still experienced love with family member mm. a pet mm. it's something that we've all hopefully gone through at one point or another mm-hmm. and if a film is as as executed well enough as well as this film is and mm. incredibly fucking well as this film is then it can communicate love so well mm. no I, I've said this for years and years I don't, there's no medium that carries any emotion better than films mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've got music, moving picture, acting. We've got dialogues. You've got narrative. You've got literature there. It's, it encompasses everything, mm-hmm. and when it encompasses everything so well, it fucking sweeps you away. Mm-hmm. And on uh, such a relatable subject, like it really hits you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any stronger feeling than like. So, for instance, for me, it's like when you stick on uh, like 
a song, say for instance, like your first breakup song or something, mm-hmm. as much as we're all over it, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not really when that song goes uh, on. Like mm-hmm. for that instant, you're 16 again in your bedroom. Uh, you're fuck, uh, exactly, you're, you're greeting to fucking Iris. <laughs> uh, you know we are like so there's still some songs some films even that I can't watch because as much as I'm very much over whatever relationship or instant in my life uh, that it reminds me of it's, it's just too too rich in. too rich uh, no man wee, that's it we time capsule but I mean Laura's Laura's prose in the film when she's talking and when she's like sort of try to navigate their relationship inside her head the writing in that and her delivery of that is so good like especially when when she's talking about like when they go to the bridge and all uh, that like and how she mm. just drifts off into thought as well mm. the lighting drops and mm. like she's the only person mm. in the world at that point it's uh, fucking incredible it's like and then once that kind of rope starts to tighten a wee bit around them like when they go to the restaurant and they meet people that she knows yeah and they're kind of like oh who's that Who's that? Do you know him? And she's like trying to convince them that they've met before, Aye. and like they're like I've never met this guy, but good on you, sort of thing. And like are we winking that? And she's like fuck. She's like it's getting too, getting too risky, and that's when it kind of starts to crumble. And she has a bit of a meltdown, and then they go back to that guy's flat. Aye. And even then, before they like they go, they're kind of like I think he says that he's leaving to go to is it South Africa? Yeah. So the and then so once you once you hear that the film kind of exhales a wee bit and you're just like fuck you're like this is this is the beginning of the end end uh, and you, you start to feel heavy you start to feel sad because you're like you're like I hope it doesn't happen but if it does then I don't know if I'm going to uh, be prepared for and this and you feel like you're in the race for closure as well uh, like you're, you're I think uh, I think the um, uh, there's something about it being kind of because I was just thinking there like you know, the, the moment where they're going back to the flat mm-hmm. and she's like Actually, I'm not going to back. I'm not coming to that flat with you. I'm getting the train home. And he kisses her when the train goes by. Just I think it's sort of the interesting thing about being set in trains. A train station <laughs> is like the idea of missed opportunity and Aye. timing. And um, so, like when she gets on the train, and she's like, she wants to go. She wants to go. And then she has that last minute. She jumps off the train. Mm. But there's a there's a feeling. I felt when it, that was a feeling that she'd crossed that line when she got off the train, mm-hmm. but the the movement of the train and the departure of the train was like a moment of like, that, you know, that, that there's, your there's a, yeah, you've crossed the line and now you can't go back. Yeah. It's like a sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a kind of a finality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, 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 the setting that's the of the decision. train station was yeah, really interesting and it definitely isn't just a location mm. so much more than that to me it was almost supernatural in a way and I know it sounds daft but <laughs> like it felt like a kind of limbo mm. oh, world. and especially because their own it would have been so easy to put them on the same train oh, yeah. but they've got their own one aye. train one uh-huh. way one train the other yep. so this mm-hmm. is their own wee mm-hmm. fantasy that they're jettisoned to every Thursday aye. For but themselves. it felt like a place where like kind of lonely hearts or like you know, yeah. like lovelorn people kind of go in a in a limbo until they find their like even, finality. Even know? with the tea woman, and I was going to say exactly, the train stations yeah, were the yeah. only other yep. stories happening. Yeah, and uh, there's other like uh huh, and then there's uh, other folk who are just interested in like you know chatting up and that, and oh, you know right. that, like a lot of these characters are all involved in some romantic. Th- even not romantic, but you know something involving yeah, someone else in tradi- one way or another. Yeah. Well, the conductor fella's kind of taking a sort of traditional role as well when he comes in and defends her from the two wee guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you mother, you cheeky upstart. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, um, uh, no, it's upstart because he's like, you're calling an upstart. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, you watery upstart or something. <laughs> <laughs> something daft like so that. Uh, she, was, she was taking her books to boots. Aye, the Boots uh, Library. Swapping them out. Aye, <laughs> yeah. that's how Boots started as a library. Uh, that's good. I was like, I because she says something that, like at the start of Boots, she's like, oh, and then I went to Boots, and I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> got a wee meal deal. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, some well, Johnny's well, while you're there, just in case the big man takes you back to the flat. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what a vibe. Aye, <laughs> 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 that, eh. But the, so once that kind of starts, once, once it starts accepting the fact that he's leaving, and then they have their final day together. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like it's 
it's really it hurts, man. Yeah. It really it's, like it yeah. hurts so much, like because they go they go back to their bridge that they went to where they had their wee moment together. Mm-hmm. I can't mind if they go to the pictures. I don't think they go to the pictures again. No, but they because they get the car, don't they? They've got uh, the, they get the guy's car and then they go to the wee bridge and then it gets to like them and the train station again at the end where the film started mm-hmm. and the line I've got it here the line where she says where he says to her forgive me for bringing you so much misery and she's like I want to die and he says eh, if you die you'd forget me you forget yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was like every time they say that on screen I am in bits I'm just mm-hmm. like I can't do this man you know what I mean it really <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm just like it really it really hurts man alright Another glass of milk. <laughs> it's it's so and because you're so invested in it. About six liters. And where and where the where the films got you to the point of being so enamoured with them, like you, you like you don't really feel like you're sitting in your house. You feel like mm-hmm. you're in there with them. So when this actually comes, you're like, no, don't do it. Like yeah, I didn't yeah, want yeah. this to happen. You're yeah, yeah. you're you're. This, 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 the, the, yeah, putting the ending at the start just. It's inevitability. Mm-hmm. It uh, cannot be oh, avoided. Oh, it's a big theme in the film. Mm-hmm. Like it's already happened. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. And you're and and you're sitting there and you're you're hurting. You're hoping. And as you say, at the start, you're remembering her going out. Mm-hmm. So you're you're thinking maybe like she's went back out to the train. He says to her, "I'm not going to go. I'll see you next Thursday yeah, or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that she's so hurt and lost and confused and sad that she tries to run out and jump in front of a train uh, yeah. and for a film that ultimately sends a message that love is doomed <laughs> but the thing is like, I don't think it comes to a place of pessimism I think it comes to a place of realism you mm-hmm. know I don't think at any point it points uh, like wags a finger at love being trite or anything it's mm. more like, if anything it's a celebration of love it's just that yeah. it, for it's it to ultimately happen, doomed for it to happen in like such a short window a short time scale as well it allows it to be realistic but not mm-hmm. um what's the word it's basically it gets to be a perfect love story mm-hmm. without it turning into the the marriage that she has at home mm-hmm. oh aye aye like, which aye, is only okay. which is only like a like a contained moment yeah contained moment was the first time <laughs> by when she's uh, when she's uh, like just stopped her stop so she doesn't jump in front of the train she stops herself but the train just flashes past her mm-hmm. and she says um she says a bit mentioning the overwhelming desire uh, not to feel anything ever again as well mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, you know so, what i mean yeah. and as you said earlier actually the way the camera moves on her it's mm-hmm. like it's angled the way the lighting's on her face the wind blows on her hair the the shadows kind of half cut on her face as well mm-hmm. it's like one of the images where you're just like and then when she obviously and then once she goes back to her husband at the end like I think it's kind of left to you to to, because he knows that she's been going out and seen a doctor or whatever like mm-hmm. like but no dating they've just kind of met a few times yeah like for whatever reason like by happenstance and that but I think when she goes back that night to her husband right at the very end I think it's left to you to think about like if he kind of knows what's going on because mm. she's like she's bereft like yeah. she's because mm-hmm. there is like, a moment where you realise that he's been paying a wee bit more attention than Dana Crossword yeah because <laughs> when he, he has a line about her being absent or something aye, he's not aye. been right. he said thanks for coming back to me aye, oh, it's, it's, it's right, right, right and at the I end. think that's the only line that threw me because I thought he was pretty gormless the whole time aye. but when he said thanks for coming back to me that kind of made me oh, suspect that, that he knew something that makes me greet as well like at the end where he's like I don't know what I'm, I don't know what happened to you I don't know uh, I but I think you'll get through it or whatever uh, just thanks for coming back to me or something aye, like that aye. Aye, that's a big, or thanks big for coming home to me or something you're like aye. fucking hell man I know mm. yep I mean, it's mm. quite it could it could be it could work either way but that's that's amazing writing either way that it, that it can be taken both ways because mm. he's a he's a pretty two not two dimensional character but he's he's, he's pretty um he's just pretty straightforward yeah aye. here's here's what I'm saying what I'm thinking of you know, he wouldn't strike me as a cryptic person at any mm. by any means. So for him to say something like that, and for you to think maybe that's a bit spicy, <laughs> that line, <laughs> that's great writing, man. Aye. It's really good writing. But there's just I don't know, there's just something about Oya, <clears throat> the way it's compiled. It just, oh man, every and every time you watch it, like oh well, if you watch it again, Richie, you watch it again and you'll go, I want Alec 
to be there at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's never going to come. That's there. It's it's only steel plates. Mm-hmm. That's that's never getting changed in that film. But mm-hmm. every time I watch it, and she runs out, I'm like, I want him to be there. Aye. I want it. I'm greedy, and I fucking want it. Yep. And you don't get Says it. Says a lot about mm-hmm. what we want out of love you know? as well. There's a lot <laughs> of that going Aye. on. Can I hold a mirror up to you too? It's like, oh, that's what you want, is it? Aye. Well, here's the fucking implications. <laughs> you know? Aye, it's, it's, and and it's, what, it's, what it can lead to as well if you pursue that you know not if you engage in it if you engage in it and walk away then you know there's there's coming back from it but if you if you engage in it then then there's there's more more danger more mm. risk more it's, uh, their, high it's, jeopardy higher jeopardy it's their fantasy you know what I mean mm. but I especially that ending for the kind of films as you were saying at the time as well to end on them not being together mm. and it, for it to be tragic but not a death you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. not like some she's some wailing widow now or whatever. It's just a love that was there that can't happen. Mm. And you're like, that's probably the worst out of all. It's like no. the worst, the worst thing. But for that to come out of film at that time feels. I don't know if it was brave, but it feels. Oh, no. It feels. Way, it feels like genre shifting or like aye. or yeah. like standard like that. shifting. Aye, definitely. You know well, I mean? maybe no shifting, but definitely confronted a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you think about what was expected of women in the fucking sixties. Mm-hmm. And then you go mm-hmm. all the way back there, and like you, you know, uh, like for a woman, for a, a character like that to have agency alone is mm-hmm. surprising. Mm-hmm. And so for her, a uh, and she's a cinephile. She loves the pictures. but for her to go like you know, and uh, be an adulteress <laughs> as well, like that's not like I'm sure I'd read somewhere that um, uh, what's his name, um, the actor that. Uh, played Alec which oh I've I, I had it written down but I've anyway that, him as an actor he was walking through the street I'm sure I, like, I heard about this he's walking down the street or something and a guy approached him and was hostile to him maybe even got in a bit of argy-bargy with him <laughs> and said that if it's something along the lines of if if he, he if his wife can see someone cheating on her husband on screen then my wife can cheat on me alright and I so there you go like that's like I mean who's who's not to say that wouldn't happen now but back then you know it would be uh, definitely a bit bit more controversial than now for a woman to be cheating on her husband you know is it, it, it it's kind of, kind of interesting that the the ending of them not getting together or the kind of tragedy of the ending is what makes you feel it <laughs> so much so much more mm-hmm. it's obviously the you know the value of yeah, there's more value in it as a as a, a set of emotions, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's probably the, the a really bad way of putting it. But it's that thing of like what Finley's saying about, um, you know, you want them to be there, but also you don't want the film to end. Like the fact that the film doesn't end with them getting together is like the best oh, ending. Oh, yeah. easily. Because it's it, the only end. It's such a weird. It's such a weird set of. It's what you're saying about films being what they are. It's mm-hmm. like gets you manages to make you feel so much and communicate so much so easily on such an and for a film like that as well for to be able to not be able to but for it to do it in a a slightly less obvious way subtle Mm. subtlety is what the word Mm. I'm looking for Mm. Um, yeah I think it's I mean I I mean I would rather the film for me for my own personal cut the two of them get together mm-hmm. but the film itself would not benefit for them getting together no, no, it would lose no. all its impact you know what I mean yeah. um, your man's name is Trevor Howard aye. and she's Celia Johnson I like to say their names because she got an Oscar nomination for it aye. Aye. never got it oh. so I, that got, I, I bet got, there was politics involved in that oh, I, I, can't, I don't know I didn't check what actually won that year but Brief Encounter got nominated for an Oscar the film Celia Johnson got one for the actress and the screenplay got one too and it never oh, won any of them and I can I mean, only imagine what won that year I can only imagine what won that year at the Oscars no, no what the Oscars no. means no. a jot it's a big party <laughs> sorry but, um, but uh, the, the line that the line that I think is probably the funniest line in it is uh, Alec when he says when he's in the picture house and he says, no. the stars can change their courses, the universe go up in flames and the world crash around us, 
but there will always be Donald Duck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all laughing like fuck as well just that, just before. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Donald Duck finishes like the film starts. And, like, oh, and then the film starts and the film's name is oh, Flames, Flames of, of Passion. passion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a real, based on a real film, but I don't think it uses the real film's footage. Right, okay. I think this was one of the early examples of them making a film within a film, you know? Right, okay. The first stab, if you will. Right. <laughs> like, it does that a few times because there's Keats gets mentioned in it, Tay, and then Romance is like a word in the crossword as oh, which well. Which is interesting because like, pop culture doesn't really get referenced in any films mm. like before then. Not until Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so common. It, um, just to bring it back, the um, somebody told me recently the reason why Donald Duck is raging Mm-hmm. Is because of post-war PTSD. Oh, aye, that's right. <laughs> I heard that. I thought it was because he couldn't find his trousers. <laughs> I thought he's got three nephews that he hates. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, but if, or if there's, I'm sure the person who told me that maybe right, read well, it on I'm, the back of a biscuit. Me and, <laughs> me and the wee guy are running through all the new tunes right now, so I'll let you know if there's any allusions to it. Or Donald if. Duck's Disney. Hey. You think a Daffy Duck? I'm being an absolute banger. <laughs> you think a Daffy? You might cut that out as well. <laughs> Leave it in. It's alright, man. I've got I've got Mel Blank staying the big scream in my head. It was just a palate cleanser, just review a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon at the end. <laughs> oh. Ladybugs? Ladybugs Bunny? What was the last one I watched? Was the. Um, the. the Opera Barber one. Oh, the business. Aye, it's so, so good. I'm not going to talk, we're not going to actually do this, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. I'm hunting wet <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I think uh, I remember watching. Oh, I remember. I remember watching Brief Encounter fucking eight hours ago. Um, <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> no, but I, 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 it did make me. In the context of doing it for this, I was like, Christ, this is a really interesting take on love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's so relatable. Right. Mm-hmm. But it tells a really great story about of an aspect of the complicated nature of it. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week where three sad sacks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, like I was like, I wonder how the recording will go when we do this, and it's like, oh, it's actually like really deflating because you're just like, Christ, it's this is sad. Because this is the first, I, I suppose, like meaningful discussion. <laughs> so we're, done this we're not talking about Joe Dante's amazing ties, shares <laughs> knees or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I'll if you want I'll do a keyboard round up. Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, we've got adultery. Oh. Um, a reference to Shirley Temple. Oh yeah. Uh, refreshment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even read what that is. England. <laughs> well, well, that's my fetish. <laughs> Suicidal mood. <laughs> Butt slap. Oh, oh, I forgot with the butt slap. Uh, slaps the tea off, lady. The off-screen butt slap. Uh, can you be tough? She's quite tiny. Tea. <laughs> tea. Mm. Organist. Impossible love. And a reference to Donald Duck. <laughs> so yeah. That was a brief encounter. The, the, the ass slap is so funny because it was like it winds up. It watch, winds up watching it happen. I'm like, are we doing this? And then it cuts away just as the hands about to <laughs> swing in and make contact. I bet they, I bet they nearly got that film off the. <laughs> oh, that was sensible. Uh, it was that footage existed at one point. Mm-hmm. A man slapping a lady's arse. <laughs> Big close up and that <laughs> slow mo, just as a train passes. <laughs> Woo <Woo-hoo. laughs> Why do you hear Thomas whistle? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please go watch it. It's uh, it's actually phenomenal uh, how good that film is. And you know what? Yeah. If you love somebody, give that arse a good slap. <laughs> no, if it's your ma, I mean... <laughs> I mean your dad. <laughs> if you see your dad, give his arse a big slap. Get Benny here. <laughs> 
Tell, tell him Danny sent me. <laughs> you see us in the fucking news next week. Man slaps dad's arse till he dies. Happy slapping's Her- back. Arsey <laughs> slapping. Heard it in controversial podcast. <laughs> what controversial <is> podcast. <laughs> what was it? Where did you get that idea, son? It was a podcast about brief encounter. Talking about black and white films. <laughs> She has his own Brit box. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Get in the back. I was looking for a minder on the Orient Express. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Lenny Henry's Chef. <laughs> these are too real, Richie. You've been, you've been on these, eh? <laughs> it's a good spitballing though. I like to watch like the Pope is dead. <laughs> the Pope must die. Oh, the Pope must die. <laughs> Pope is dead. Close enough. <laughs> you seen that Pope's dead? Has <laughs> he? Aye, it's a 12. <laughs> Have you seen nuns on the noose? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But uh, yes, thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. We'll chat out until. Oh. I was just going to say that. Um, what was I going to say? This is part two. We've got another one coming. Mm-hmm. Aye. Where mm-hmm. we've got to do Danny's choice. And what a choice. <laughs> what a choice it is. Right. Um, we'll that, be... that was the sad bit. Now we're just going for full. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, come on, we're not casting any aspersions. You, you brought a suicide note to the table. <laughs> and you brought Meatloaf's dick sweat. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words. <laughs> right out my arse. <laughs> um, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Um, what would you, do you want to say about love? It's nice. It's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Imagine what Trump would have to say if I asked that question. <laughs> we got all kinds of love. I think the thing is, I'm going to do Nate Trump impressions in the podcast, that's enough. <laughs> what would you have to say about love? It's lovely. No. It's nice. Uh, it's complex. Uh, it hurts like a bastard. Mm. I mean, love is pain. Po- I mean, is that a poison lyric? Or <laughs> rat. Rat. <laughs> Love is love is essentially pain, but it's just pain remoulded to lie to you in the nicest way possible. Oh wow! What? A, let's let's end on that. <laughs> you, that's your perfect time to say love is a battlefield. I've already said it. <laughs> no, no, because I need a medic. <laughs> we got a bleeder. <laughs> Do you want to know what love is? Tune in next time <laughs> <laughs> for video namaste. Video Namaste in Love, part three. <laughs> 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 <laughs>